Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. As you know, I like to get up close and personal. I want to see you when I preach. I'm not one of those preachers that just stares over your head. I want to look right you in the eye. Amen. And release the anointing. How many excited today? I believe God's got a great word for you. Let's give the band just a great God. Give it up for them today, CJ. Man, you guys were on it this morning. Good stuff. I want to talk to you this morning about a message I've entitled, This is the Time of Your Rising. Turn to the person next to you and say, This is the Time of Your Rising. This is a message that the Lord gave me for this year in 2023. And I'm not saying that it is the only thing that God is saying, because how many know God can chew gum and walk at the same time. (laughs) Are you with me? He can do more than one thing. But this is something that he put on my heart. And obviously this is not something new. This is something that the Lord, these are things that the Lord has been doing for some time. And I believe that we're just going to see it increase. Somebody shout increase. Increase. You got to get used to that word increase because that's a covenant word. Okay. Not an increase of sorrow but an increase of joy, an increase of finances, an increase of anointing, an increase of favor. Come on, an increase of property on, an increase of the gospel being preached to all the world. Somebody shout increase. So I, I don't claim to be a prophet, neither the son or a prophet, but I am the grandson of a preacher man. And so this is something God put on my heart that's just been burning in my spirit, and I've just been waiting for the time to release it. I was able to release it on YouTube, and if you you want more content, go to my YouTube channel, Sean Galladay. There's more stuff there. Of course, I'm giving a plug there, and also Facebook. (laughs) You know, please like and subscribe. (laughs) You know, I don't do that for likes. But the word of God needs to get out to the world. And I, and I give people the word. I, I don't hold back. As you know, I give them the word because it is the truth that you know that will set you free. So this is the time of your rising. Now, since 2020, people seem to enter to the new year with this apprehension. Are you with me? Because of what happened. You know, it's almost like You know, you got in trouble and your mother says to you, your dad's going to talk to you when you get home. You heard me know what I'm talking about. And if you were in my home, you not only got a spanking from your, well, we didn't call them spankings. And we didn't call them whippings. We called them whoopings. You know what, anybody know what a whooping? A whooping could be with any household item. Extension cord. Come on, somebody. 
belts with holes. Come on, are you with me? And even outside, branches off of trees. I still got the marks, but I won't show you. <laughs> so, I would not only get double for my trouble, a whooping from my mama, but a whooping from my daddy. And then, if it really got bad, we had lookouts in the neighborhood. You know what the you know who lookouts are? Neighbors. So, if you were doing something bad. One of the neighbors wasn't going to drop a dime on you. How many know what dropping a dime is? So I need to help some of the older folks. They would drop a dime on you. So when you got home, you had two of your parents staring you right in the face, ready to go to town on you. <laughs> and you're like, those doggone neighbors. So people have this apprehension about entering to the new year because they're like, man, I don't want this to be like 2020. But I got good news for you today. This is the time of your rising. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Psalm. We're going to go through some scriptures here for a moment. Psalm 75, starting in, well, actually, I'm going to read the whole thing because I want you to get this chapter. And I want, let this be one of your go-to chapters this year. It's a very short chapter. But it really sums up a lot of what God has been doing, and I'll talk about that in length in just a moment. Psalm 75, if you're there, shout, I'm with you. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks for your wondrous works declare that your name is near. When I choose the appointed time, I will judge uprightly. How many know God is a judge? He's still a judge. See, a lot of this generation, they emphasize the love of God, and God is love, and it's love, 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 but God is also a judge, and no sin will glory in God's presence. So my Bible says if God loves you, he'll even give you a whooping. You know, have you ever heard your daddy say to you, this is hurting me more than it's hurting you? (laughs) I'm like, I don't think so, man. You better watch out. I might start laughing like Pastor Tiz did. (laughs) Man, she had me cracking up. Wasn't that awesome? Spirit of joy come on you in a moment. Verse 3 The earth and all its inhabitants are dissolved. I set up its pillars firmly. Selah. Think on that. I said to the boastful, Do not deal boastfully. So you have a lot of this today. And to the wicked, do not lift up the horn. We'll talk about what it means in the Bible about a horn. Verse 5, do not lift up your horn on high and do not speak with a stiff neck. Talking about arrogance and pride like you see in the world today. Sometimes in the church. Anyway, verse 6, for exaltation comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south. Remember I said this is the time of your rising. But exaltation or rising does not come from man. It does not come from your employer. It does not come from Washington, D.C. It does not come from Democrats or Republicans. It doesn't come from your employer. It comes from God. 
And it doesn't come from the east. It doesn't come from the west. And it doesn't come from the south. Notice it doesn't mention north. Because the Bible says that God lives in the north. We don't have time to get into that one. But God is the judge. Somebody shout judge. Listen to this. He puts down one and exalts another. Can I talk about that for a minute? And I was teaching on this just the other day on living a holy life in an unholy world. That God is sitting people down right now. And I remember pastor, our pastor prophesying about this years ago. That you will see high profile ministers being removed from the pulpit. Getting quiet in the house. Don't worry about it. Unless, unless the shoe fits. Come on, are you with me? So he's sitting people down in the church. Come on, in government. In the financial realm. In all the different realms of society. God is sitting people down who will not go with him because God has a plan. What is that plan? Is that every man and woman would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth of Jesus Christ. Give me some more monitor, guys. Help me out. I want to blow my voice because it's going to get loud here in a minute. He's sitting people down right now. These past three years, I've never seen so many ministers hit with scandals like I've never seen before. And, and, and it's really disheartening to see, isn't it? But God, see, we are not going to go all the way with God if we're not going to do what the Lord says. See, the Bible says there's a people who honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So you have people that God raised up and used one day, but they got to a point where they refused to go with God. And and it's all because of them and what they want and their kingdom and their thing and not what God has for them. So let me put a warning label on this message because it's a... It's an encouraging thing where God's taking you and I, but let me put a warning label on it because I don't want to be labeled as some preacher that will tell you all the good, but not also tell you the requirement. There is a condition to the promises of God. There's a condition to be used by God. There's a condition to walk in the blessing of the Lord. There is a condition and what is it called? Holiness. Obedience. Whatever the Lord tells you to do, just do it. So he's putting down one. Oh, but he's a God of love. Yes. Because God, listen to this, God will remove people, even his own people, so they don't destroy themselves and further destroy their testimony. Do you hear what I'm saying? He said, I love you, but I got to move you out of the way because I got a plan here. And that plan, listen, do you want to just come to church or do you want to change the world? See, in the early days, I just wanted to preach. 
But in these days, I don't want to just preach. I want to change the world and make impact for the kingdom of God. And see, those are the kind of people that God's going to raise up. Now, he's sitting people down, but he's also raising people up. God's raising up a whole new generation of people. People from every color of the rainbow. Are you with me? And I'm talking about a biblical rainbow. I'm not talking about a pride rainbow. I'm talking about a Bible rainbow. Okay. Anyhow. So he's raising up people in the financial realm. Who will be able to fund the end time furtherance of the gospel. He's raising up millionaires and billionaires. Some of you are like billionaires. He's raising up people who have the means to get the gospel into all the world. Come on, you got to expand your thinking this year. Come on, you got to start thinking bigger than you've ever thought before. Because if you're going to go where God wants you to take, you got to think big. you got to enlarge yourself. So God's raising people up. I believe God's raising you up for such a time as this. That's why you're here today. Although some people stayed home because they thought it was going to snow. See, America's got to do a a better job about serving God. I remember being in Africa, preaching in the rain. People running to the altar, kneeling down in the mud to get saved, and you can barely get an American Christian out to church if the weather changes. How are we going to change the world when we let the weather dictate what we're going to do? I mean, think about it. So this is the time of your rise. Trust me, it's going to get better. This is the time of your rising. But there are requirements to what God wants to do in our lives right now. So God's raising up people. But it it doesn't have to be something mysterious. If you will do whatever God tells you to do right now, God's raising you up. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. God's raising up eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds that are prophesying, casting out devils, laying hands on the sick, 70, 80-year-olds. Come on, somebody, traveling around the world. One of my old pastors is almost in his 80s, went down and became a missionary, him and his wife, in South America, reaching the masses. Doesn't matter. See, God's using the whole team. Now, there primarily will be young people, but see, God is no respecter of person. He's looking for somebody that has a yes in their spirit that will say this, God, wherever you want me to go, I will go. Whatever you want me to say, I'll say. Whatever you want me to do, I will do it. My life is not my own. Those are the people God's raising up right now. For in the hand of the Lord, there's a cup, the wine is red, it's fully mixed and he pours it out. 
Surely its dregs shall all the wicked of the earth drain and drink down. But I will declare forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. Verse 10. All the horns of the wicked I will also cut off. But the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Somebody say, shout exalted. Now horns in the Bible refer to power and authority. It is the image of a bull. You ever seen two bulls fighting? Two elk fighting, two deer fighting, and they're locking horns. It is the bull lifting up its horns after winning a battle. And you'll see, you can go on YouTube and watch it, and you'll see when they're done fighting that they'll rear, they'll rear their horns up because they won the battle. The raised horns is a common biblical symbol of victory. Somebody shout victory. Horns are emblems of power, dominion, and fierceness. Mm. Yeah, you can be fierce. Fierce against the devil. They are chief means of attack and defense. They also denote prosperity. Now let's read it this way. Verse 10. All the strength of the wicked I will also cut off. Stay with me. But the strength of the righteous shall be exalted. See, God is causing the wheels that are on the chariot of the wicked to come off like he did, come on, in the, in the Old Testament. Every plan of the wicked will come to nothing. God would not allow wicked men to flaunt themselves with a stiff neck and be arrogant and come against the church. God will not allow it. He will not allow it. He will cut off the strength of the wicked. He's doing it right now. He's doing it right now. People looking for Certain people to come in office. Let me tell you something. God's not concerned who's in the White House. He's concerned who's in the church house. Because the church is going to change the world. A church on fire. A church with a purpose. A church with a burning heart. A church with a fire. A church of holiness. A church that realizes we're not here to play games. We're not here to play church. We are here to be the light of the world and change this thing for God. And I don't care who's in the White House either. Because I don't look to the White House for my cues. You don't tell me what to do. You don't tell me to put a mask on. You don't tell me to socially distance. You don't tell me to get jabbed. You don't tell me what to do. Was that too heavy for some of you? No. My God tells me what to do. Last time I read, God was in control of my life. Not your policies, not your mandates. I don't care what the World Economic Forum is doing. I don't care what the WHO is doing. I only care what the Spirit of God is doing. (laughs) 
freaking people make me mad. Yeah, I said it, freaking. Seriously. So you gotta have a, or you gotta have something rise up and in you, within you that says, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm sick and tired of the devil running rapture over my life, over my city, and over my nation. It's time it stops today. Don't tell me what to do. God tells me what to do. Christians need to get a backbone. Learn how to say no. One of the most liberating things I learned was to say no. No, 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 and no. Yes. I think about the believers of old, our heritage of men and women. The Bible says they risked their lives for the gospel. They risked their lives because they were willing to, they were willing to lay everything down, even their very lives for the furtherance of the gospel. Where are those people today? read on jump over to Psalm 92 Psalm 92 forget where my Bible was Did my Bible get raptured <laughs> that's the problem if my Bible got raptured I'm still here Psalm 92, verse 8. But you, Lord, are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. They're being scattered right now. See, if you could see in the realm of the spirit, you will see a spirit of confusion in the camp of the wicked right now. They're turning on themselves. They're running into themselves. You can't even understand what they're saying. Educated people, you can't even put a sentence together. Come on, are you with me? And the Bible says God sits in the heavens and laughs. I'm laughing right with him. He sits back and laughs. Because God's not moved. And let me give you, let me give you a, a key. If God's not moved, neither should you be. Because he's laughing. So start laughing with him. <clears throat> Ain't nothing you can do to me, devil. You can't have my family. You can't have my children. You can't have my destiny. You can't have my city. You can't have Bedford. You can't have the Metroplex. I don't care what you've done in times past. The church is here. The church is here. The church of Jesus Christ is here. The light of the world. 
You can't have my nation. I've heard people say out of this church, they're no longer here, that say God's done with America. That's why they're no longer here. If God was done with America, you and I would be in heaven right now. But we, the rapture hasn't happened yet, so how many know it's still work to be done? And if you don't believe in the rapture, well, you can have my house because I'm going to be here. I'm on the first flight out. Beam me up, Jesus. But until then, we got work to do. Listen, let me say this to you. The rapture is not some escape mechanism. Like, oh, Lord, it's so bad out there. I'm just, I'm just trying to hold on till Jesus comes. No. No, you and I walk in dominion on this earth. We walk in authority. When you show up, God shows up. Smith Wigglesworth used to say, he'd look in the mirror, and he'd say, God is in that man. And wherever that man goes, God goes. And God, and we're, and God is in that suit of clothes that man wears. So wherever that man goes, and wherever that suit of clothes goes, God goes. Verse 10, but my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. Listen to this. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Hallelujah. Receive it right now. I have been anointed with fresh oil. There's an anointing that comes with the strength and the favor that God places on your life. My eye also has seen my desire on my enemies. And my ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. Mm. Number one, three things I see God doing. Number one, elevation. Somebody shout elevation. God is raising up, as we read in Psalm 75, his people. And I'm talking about a raising up that is beyond the norm. I'll give it to you this way. Expect rapid advancement and uncommon promotion this year. But don't, you're not looking to man. See, none of us, we don't look to man for anything. I don't need man to do anything for me. See, listen, the Bible says this, let your expectation be of God. So we're not those type of people that throw out hints. Or we, you know, put on Facebook, oh, man, I got, I got a flat tire. Or I'm looking for a car, hoping, hint, hint, somebody blesses you. One. No, we don't, we don't throw out hint, hints. It's getting quiet. I think it's this side. No, I'm just kidding. You don't need to throw out hints if God is your source. You could be in the middle of a desert and God will cause that desert to spring forth. You know what? There's a place like that. It's called Israel. See, listen to me. God will get to you whatever you need right now if you will just simply look to him and trust him. 
You don't have to manipulate. You don't have to put your charm on. Come on, somebody. You don't have to say certain things and, and drop hints. If you will do what the Lord tells you to do, you'll have so much. It will come from the north. It'll come from the south. It'll come from the east. It'll come from the west. I've had people say to me, I don't even know why I'm giving you this. Seriously, I don't even know why I'm doing this. And I'm thinking to myself, I know why. Let me tell you, so look at, let's look at Isaiah. We got, this is very key here. Isaiah 2. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. Actually, let's start, let's start in 1. I heard Dr. Mark Barclay speak on this back in 2020 when I went to see him up in Ponder, and it just struck a chord in my spirit after all that was happening in the world. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, verse 2, now it shall come to pass in the latter days. Somebody shout latter days. These are those days. That the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains. See, this is what time it is right here. What are the other mountains? Mountains of entertainment, the mountains of government, mountains of political realm, mountains of finance. All the different mountains in the world are the, are the influences in the world. Some people call them seven mountains. They're just basically the different places of influence in the world. The mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains. That's why we're not afraid. And shall be exalted, there that word is, above the hills. All nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word from Jerusalem. Somebody shout hallelujah. God is raising up his church like never before in these last days. But I'm talking about the true church, not an apostate church who are playing games, living in sin and compromise, smoking dope, getting drunk, and coming to church and sleeping around. But God's love. I, I, I was, and you know, as a minister, you counsel a lot of couples, and, I, and, and no one here in particular, so don't get nervous. <laughs> I talked to this one couple. They're living together. And I say, you, you guys need to get married. And then, then, then I ask the big question. You already know where I'm going with this. Are you having sex? <laughs> well, I'm going to ask these questions. I'm not trying to be nosy. Because either you're going to live right. Make a decision. You're either going to live right or live wrong, but make a decision. 
You're going to pay the price, but make a decision. Oh, (laughs) a long time ago, but we're living in separate rooms. And I'm thinking to myself, these jokers think I was born last night. (laughs) I mean, do I look stupid? Is there a big S on my forehead? Don't say nothing. And, you know, you just tell people what they need to do, and you just do it in love. Obviously, you don't condemn people, people at all different levels, but you, need to, but you tell them, hey, you, you need to make this right. Amen. I mean, am I in the right church? Amen. Don't be sleeping around. Amen. Oh, God's going to bless me. I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> you can't even get out of bed and go to work. I'm going to be an Uber Eats driver. But you don't get up to 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I guess you could work nights. Anyway, I'm not going to meddle. Too late. <laughs> but God's handing out promotions. And, you know, promotion is coming to those who stood for the gospel. Those who refuse to accept the church being closed down. Can I, let me say this to you. If there was a virus with a hundred percent kill rate, which this last one wasn't even close to it, not saying that it didn't hurt a lot of people because it did. But if there was a virus with a hundred percent kill rate, the church should still be open. Not just online. Doors open where people can get hands laid on them, prayed for, loved on, encouraged, face to face. That's the church God's raising up. You know, there are churches right now that are still closed. And some of them will never open again. And they probably shouldn't, exactly. No, you're exactly right. They shouldn't because they're not going all the way with God. They allowed themselves to be controlled by the fear of man. And the Bible says the fear of man brings bondage. Don't be afraid of any man. Heck, before I got saved, I wasn't afraid. I mean, that was just my, my youthful arrogance. But as a Christian, I'm like, what, what are you going to do to me? You can lock me up. That's fine. I'll start a, a prison ministry. I mean, look what, look what Joseph The blessing of God was on Joseph and he prospered everywhere he went. When people lied on him, forsook him, come on, talked about him, locked him up, he prospered in every place till one day the appointed time came and God raised him up and exalted him and he became second in command in one of the greatest nations on planet earth. 
because he did not forsake his God even in the dark times. And that's why God's raising you up because you didn't forsake God when your world looked like it was falling apart. When it looked like you wouldn't even make it another day. When the doctors told you you won't all be here another year from now. We've got testimony after testimony right here on this front row of people who were told that. And they're not survivors, they're overcomers. I better hurry up. Those who never knew your name are about to. You will become the envy of others. Genesis 26, 12 through 14. You don't have to turn there, but write it down. Isaac. God increased him so much. I was teaching this in the Torah class about a month or so ago. God blessed Isaac because of the covenant. Covenant that you have. Blessed him so much he got so big that the Philistines, the unbelievers, envied him. He became the envy of the world. But see, in some circles, the, the church is envying the world. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's astroturf. It's fake. It's a lie. They need to want what we have. Became the envy. And this is what happened. He, God blessed him so much, he became the envy of the Philistines. And at first, they didn't like him because he was so blessed and they were hating on him. You know how people do. Man, you start getting, you know, you start increasing the people looking like, who, who do you think you are? You know where you came from. You know, you know how people do. Nobody in this church. Ain't no, ain't no haters in here. Because if you get blessed, we celebrate. You get blessed, we celebrate. You get blessed, we celebrate. You get raised up, we celebrate together. Because we understand something. If it happens to them, guess what? You're next. God increased him so much, then they came to him later and said, we want to join you. You ever hear the old saying, if you can't beat them, join them. That's what God's doing to you. Number two, enlargement. <sighs> Isaiah 54. Let me go through this quickly. Isaiah 54. Starting in one. Oh, I love this. <sighs> See, there's an elevation and then there's an enlargement. Somebody shout enlargement. Enlarge. Expansion. Increase. Now, I'm not talking about expanding because you've been eating those chorizo burritos. <laughs> we don't want to expand that way. <laughs> you know, or some sweet potato pie. Come on, are you with me? <sighs> Banana pudding. Come on, are you with me? Oh, glory. <sighs> I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Isaiah 54 1. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. 
break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. Talking about a barren woman. To sing, to shout, because God is going to turn your situation around. More are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Verse 2, enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge the place of your habitation. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare it. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Verse 3, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. God's going to cause you to expand so big your children and your children's children will enjoy the blessing that came on your life because God is increasing you. He's increasing your business. He's increasing your ministry. He's increasing your finance. He's increasing your influence. He's increasing his favor. Why? So you can go around and boast about it. No, so you can change this world. You're going to break out on the left. You're going to break out so much. You're like, where is this all coming from? The Bible does promise more than enough. You know what more than enough is? You are blessed so much, you don't even know what to do with it. You got to say, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? Because you got surplus. Surplus. Come on, let that be in your vocabulary in 2023. That God is a God of surplus. He is El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. These past three years, we got, Corey and I got blessings just coming out, just out of the woodwork. And to God be the glory for it. And we just turn around and just so, we just so, thank you, Lord, so. More, then more come, boom, so. Because God will increase you. Because you don't get sticky hands. Come on, somebody. Because you let you know, because you learn to be a giver, not just a receiver. And God just can't help letting it come back to you because you keep giving. You keep blessed. Who can I bless today? Who can I soul in today? Who can I encourage today? Who can I give to today? Who can I be a blessing to? And God just calls it to come back on you. That's what type of year it's going to be. I've seen some of the greatest meetings I've had this past three years. Altars packed with people getting saved. Miracles. I was in Oregon last year. Man come in with prostate cancer. Two weeks ago, I get a message. He went to the doctor. The doctor didn't find any cancer. Another woman healed from a brain tumor that was affecting her vision. Went to the doctor. Tumor's gone. Vision restored. Come on, somebody.
enlargement. Somebody shout enlargement. Hallelujah. Number three, acceleration. Amos 9.13. Turn there with me. Amos 9.13. You know it well. And then we're going to turn to Isaiah 66, but Amos 9, 13. Let me read this to you. Divine acceleration is the supernatural ability of God applied to your life, family, business, time, everything, to bring his plans to pass at a much faster rate than is humanly possible. And I see the acceleration happening. And it, and, it, and it keeps gaining momentum. That's why I say these things that God has been doing, they're just going to increase even more this year. They're increasing right now even as you're sitting here. The Spirit of God is increasing you right now as this word is going down in your spirit. He is expanding you and getting you ready for more. This is the year you will possess the land that God has for you. This is the year you will see the breakthrough that God has for you. This is the year that you will see everything that you've sold for, everything Everything you fasted for, everything you prayed for, begin to come to pass. This is the year that you will begin to see God bring it to pass. Like you've never seen, like is not humanly possible. No man did it, no preacher did it, no church did it. It was the Holy Ghost, it was the power of God that crashed into your life. It sped you up. <sighs> Amos 9, verse 13. Behold, the days are coming. How many, how many say with me, the days are here? So this was prophesied years, thousands of years ago. Says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes him who sows seed, the mountains shall drip with sweet wine and all the hills shall flow with it. The plowman shall overtake the reaper. That means the moment you sow it, the harvest is right there. You're sowing and reaping all in the same motion. There is no wait time any longer. See, before it was impartation, incubation, and manifestation. That's the process of a seed. You impart the seed in the ground. And then there's the incubation process where it grows and, and you water it and you fertilize it and you give it, you give it sunlight and it begins to grow over a period of time just like a child in the womb. And then comes the manifestation. Where what was in the ground that no one saw, you knew it was there, you fed it, you talked to it, you blessed it, you spoke life to it, nobody saw it. When you told others about it, they looked at you like you were crazy because nobody saw it but you and God. Then comes the day of manifestation. What is a manifestation? It is a public demonstration of power and purpose. 
It is a public demonstration for the devil to see, the haters to see. Come on. The people that lied about you to see, the people that told things about you that weren't even true, they begin to see that God is raising you up. He's raising you up. He's raising you up. You're passing people by that have been doing this for years. You will pass people by that have been doing this for years. Why? Because you want to go all the way. God will even raise you up even above your peers. God's calling an audible on your life today. How many know what an audible is? He's calling an audible. Not that anything takes him by the surprise, but he's calling an audible. And you know what it's based on? It's based on your response to him. You are as close to God today as you desire to be. Think about it. See, when God sees people who have such hunger and pursuit, heaven opens. Let me tell you something open. Not that the heavens are closed. The heavens are open. But causes favor to magnetize to you. Seeking the Lord with a passionate hunger. Fasting and praying. Turn it down. Come on. Turn it down the plate. Turn it down the plate and seeking. Look, as you're showing God, I'm serious. Because I love to eat, God. I love barbecue. Come on, somebody. (sighs) But I don't love food more than I love him. And all I love food. (laughs) Giving causes favor to magnetize. Giving. Sacrifice. Praise, exuberant, passionate praise. God, what? He inhabits the praises of his people. You know what the cure for depression is? Praise. It's not pills, it's praise. It'll break that spirit off of you. Because the spirit of God begins to come down. And when God moves in, devils move out. You don't have to shout. You don't have to rebuke devils. Just begin to praise. And guess what? I like when one preacher said I was listening the other day. He said, he said, I don't have to rebuke the devourer. I just write a check. Seriously, I'm not getting into some back and forth. I'm going to just, boom, I'm going to write a check. This is, Lord, this is how serious I am. Boom, done. Because that seed will go further than anything else can go. Let me give you these few things real quickly. We're going to wrap this up. There's a group of believers who are pressing in so hard to God right now that God is favoring them in a huge way. It's like 
the woman with the issue of blood, and I won't have time to go into that, and I've taught about her in the past. But this woman had such a desperation that she refused to be denied. She didn't wait for hands to be laid on her. <sighs> you know, you have people, they sit back and they're like, I dare you to bless me. You ever, I dare you to move me. In church, no expectation, no hunger. I'm like, you might as well just stay at home and watch the Flintstones. But they, they, they got this hunger that's, a, that's in there that's just, just going after God with a radical pursuit. And God just begins to move on them. In summary, give you these four things. We're going to pray. Decree what the Lord is doing daily. In what has been spoken, decree it over your life and family on a daily basis several times a day every day when I'm, I get up and I'm praying I got my coffee and I'm pacing my room sometimes my dogs are in there with me I got, I got two labs they're my prayer dogs they take turns coming in <laughs> and you know when I, and I, I you know I get loud talking in tongues Lord I thank you for an acceleration over Corey and I thank you for acceleration over my family all these years that we have been faithful God I thank you for being faithful to us not saying this out of any type of look at me because if it wasn't for his grace none of us would be here today but listen to me God rewards faithfulness God rewards faithfulness God's bringing rewards to you. Thank you for enlargement, God. You've been enlarged. See, God enlarges you on the inside first before he does on the outside. He increases your capacity for more. Enlarging you. You've been, you've been growing on the inside. You've been enlarging. You've been enlarging. Why? Because God's bringing you into a wealthy place. And the Bible says a wealthy place free of restrictions where there are no limits and no boundaries. To live in a constant state of expectation. More Sorello used to say, I live in a rhythm of miracles. I've trained myself to continually live in a rhythm of miracles. So when anything comes, my mind immediately goes to the word of God. All things are possible. All things are possible. You will not die but live and declare the works of God. All things work together for the good. Immediately, you immediately you go right into your training. And your training has developed within you a miracle mentality to always believe God for what he has promised you. Number three, be ready to move with God on a moment's notice. That's what time it is. Be ready. Some of you need to get your passports ready. <sighs> Updated. Not a picture from 1992. <laughs> yeah, when you had that mullet. 
<laughs> Some cultures just call a shag. <laughs> you know, business in the front, party in the back. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Be ready to move with God. Because see, listen, God is making a demand on the investment he made in you. You didn't think he would. He's making a demand in the investment he's made on you. And he says, it's time, time to get to work, time to move. I changed you. Now let's start helping see other people changed. Because I didn't put all of this stuff in you just for you to sit on it for the rest of your life. He's making a demand on his investment. Yeah, and it may feel a little uncomfortable. That's okay. I'm sure it was uncomfortable for Peter to step out of the boat and walk on the water, but he did it. People always give him a hard time because he sank, but at least he got out of the boat. He was the only one that got out of the boat. So you will either be a boat rider or a water walker. God's dealing with people today. Respond. It's all good. This is not this, this, not this old type of religion where, you know, oh, if I respond to God, he's going to make me go somewhere I don't want to go or do something I don't want to do. I'm telling you, I'm having fun, as you can see. I'm having fun preaching, praying for the sick, casting out devils, getting people saved. I love it. And the devil can go to hell. See, the will of God does not have to be something that, I don't know if I want to do that. No, it's fun. It's fun being in the will of God. Yeah, there's some challenges. Yeah, it's not always easy. But if it was, it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But the rewards are so great. Think about it. All right. Last one. Stay humble, stay hungry, and stay holy. First, first Peter 5, 9. God resists the proud but gives grace to the what? Humble. What is grace? Grace is empowerment. Grace is God empowering you to do something you cannot do in yourself. But it will only happen when you humble yourself. Because God says, I resist the proud. I, I hold them back. I give them the hand. Seriously, even his own people. I love you, but dude, you need to get an attitude adjustment. But when you humble yourself, he, he says, when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, the Bible says what? He will lift you up. The way to be lifted up is to humble yourself. So stay humble. Always give him the glory. Always give him the praise. Always point people to him. And then when you stay hungry, you stay filled. So your, your tank is never empty. 
Because the Bible says what? Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So you always stay full. You know, something I learned from my dad, you know, some of these things never go away from me. He would always tell me, you know, I grew up in Illinois, so you had some ridiculous winters. So he would say, you always keep your your gas tank, don't let it go below half. Because, you know, the the weather could affect it. So, I mean, here I am in Texas. You know, weather changes like by the moment. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's 100 degrees and I'm not letting it be, go below half. Some things just stay with you. But you're never, you're not three quarters, you're not half, you're full. When you stay hungry, you stay full. Some of you need to fill your tank up. Get your tank full. You won't get wore out. You won't burn out either. If you stay full of the Holy Ghost, you'll never burn out. Serious. Hearing about, you know, these pastors getting burned out, you know, and I understand it's a real thing. But my relationship with God is more important. If those, some, those people are going to have to wait for a minute can I be real with you because if I don't take care of this I can't do nothing with this and then I I got an empty tank trying to encourage you and I need you to encourage me come on somebody stay full you'll always be able to give and then stay holy Why stay holy? Because the Bible says without holiness, no man will see the Lord. Without holiness, no one will see, no one will be able to have revelation because sin will block your ability to be able to see and receive from God. It creates a barrier. But when you walk in holiness... Not that you're, all of us are sons and daughters, but when you walk in holiness, it's like you become a friend of God. I mean, just for a lack of a better way to say it. It's like you, yes, we're sons and daughters. Yes, there's no greater calling, but it's like you become a friend when you walk in holiness. And then the Lord can trust you. He can trust you with riches. He can trust you with wealth. And God says it like this. If I can... If I can trust you with money, money, if I can, this this is crazy. If I can trust you with money, I can trust you with people. Wow. The true rich, what are the true riches? People. If you can get it right here, and don't be like everybody else, trying to get ahead, you know, and this and that. But if, you, if I can trust you with this, I can trust you with that. And God's raising up people he can trust. So the question is, and I end with this, I know I said it like 10 times. Can God trust you? 
And if he can't, make it right today. Don't be condemned. Don't feel bad. Just make it right. Because conviction does not, conviction, there's always a way out. So the Lord will convict you about something because he's showing you, hey, you can change. We can work this out and I'll take you further. But if you just get condemned, which God never condemns anyone, the devil condemns. And condemnation, there's no way out and there's no hope. You're like that the rest of your life or you'll never change. But God doesn't do that. God convicts you because he's trying to take you up higher. I want, I want to bless you. I want to make you a blessing. I want people to be envious of your name because they will want what you have and you will let them know who gave it to you. Let's bow our heads in prayer. I could keep going, but we will not. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, you've come to the right church. Because there's a God that loves you that's right here. He's not up in heaven looking at you with his finger pointed at you in accusation. He loves you. He cares about you. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for you. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him will never perish, but will have life that lasts forever. And the Spirit of God is here right now to touch you, to save you, to wash your sins away, and to make you brand new, to make you a new creation in Christ. To wipe away your guilt and your shame, to cleanse you and make you whole and put you in right relationship with him, just like he did me when I was 17 changed my life rebellious teenager in high school going to hell at 90 miles an hour and God interrupted my life and turned me around I walked into a little church in Florissant, Missouri knelt down at an altar an old wooden altar and gave my life to Christ best decision I ever made changed my life forever and still changing me today what Jesus did for me he'll do it for you if you've never given your life to Jesus but you want to surrender your life to Christ today I want you to slip up your hand and put it back down if that's you just slip up your hand and put it back down if that's you anybody in this building today maybe you're backslidden and away from the Lord and you've not been walking with the Lord like you should. You've allowed the things of the world to crown out God. But you want to come back to Christ today. And if that's you and you want to rededicate your life, I want you to slip up your hand and put it down. I see those hands going up. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. Anybody else? You want to rededicate your life to Christ today? I'll give your life to the Lord for the first time. And you want us to pray for you. You want us to remember you in prayer. We want to pray for you because God's going to touch you today. Those of you that raise your hands, look at me for a moment. Do you guys mean that? Do you mean that? Do you mean that? I want you to do something else. I want you to come out of your seat, and I want you to stand with me at this altar. We're going to pray with you to give your life to Christ. Let's all stand. I want those that raise your hand to come down right now. Just come out of your seat and come on down. Don't be afraid. I'm not going to embarrass you. I promise you I would never embarrass you. I would never embarrass you. Just come out of your seat. Let's pray together. Let's make things right with God today. Can we show me? Come on, let's make things right with God today. Come on over. I bless you. 
How you doing? Come on down. How you doing, brother? How are you? Come on down, guys. Anybody else? Just come on down. How you doing, brother? God bless you. Come on down. Anybody else? God's dealing with other people here. Those that are watching, God's touching you. You can, you can receive Christ in your home. We're going to pray here in just a moment. We're going to pray a prayer in just a moment. God's going to touch you today, just like he did me, just like he did many others here. Let's pray this prayer. Repeat this after me, everyone who's standing here. Say this when we say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I thank you for rising from the grave. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I confess my sin to you. Forgive me of all my sin. I invite you in my life, and I rededicate my life to you to be my Lord and my Savior. I surrender my life to you. Satan, get out of my life. Get out of my mind. Get out of my home. Get out of my body. I close the door on you, and I open the door to Jesus. Jesus, you died for me starting today going to live for you. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Praise God. Let's give him a big God bless you. Stay right here. I want to pray for you guys. Stay right here. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for all you guys that came real quickly. Just let me say a quick prayer for you. Stretch your hands toward them. God, I thank you for every one of them that's come, Lord. I bless them that they are sealed unto the day of redemption. Father, I want to see them in heaven. God, give them the grace to make it all the way home. Let nothing hinder their walk with you. May they walk strong and bold before you, Father. May they live a life that's pleasing to you. Father, encourage them and keep them. I cover them in the blood of Jesus, and I thank you for their lives, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, the devil will not have his way in their lives ever again. But they have been bought with a price. They are covered by your blood. They belong to you, and they are safe in your hands, Lord. And I thank you, God, that your will shall be done in their lives. Keep them every single day. Encourage them. Be with them. Surround them with your presence, Lord. And let them know their best days are right in front of them, Lord. Their best days, their brightest days are right in front of them. In the name of Jesus, you are sealed unto the day of redemption. In Jesus' name, I bless you today. Amen. Let's give them a big God bless. Praise God. Thank you so much, guys. The altar workers are handing out stuff for these guys. And I know we got to wrap it up. And I'm going to pray for people after we close some more. But if you need healing in your body, you need a miracle in your body, I want you to come right now and stand right here. If you need a miracle in your body, I want you to come. Because this is a place of miracles. New Beginnings is a home of miracles. New Beginnings is a home of miracles. Just come stand right here. Just come stand right here. And we're going to close in a moment. But I want all these people to come. And I want to pray for you right now. If you need a miracle in your body, I'm going to lay hands on you. The power of God's going to touch you. And God's going to do miracles in your life today. Because he's a miracle working God. He's a miracle working God. the name of Jesus they're all down here yeah they're all down here Billy on the end on the left side there thank you
Hey, Mom. How are you? Good to see you. Love you, too. We're going to go ahead and sign off to those that are watching. We're going to end this service, but you guys stay right here. I'm going to pray for you. We just have to end for the sake of time. I want to thank you so much for being here. We love you. We bless you. Remember, this is the time of your rising. Run hard for God this year. God's going to take you to places and spaces and faces you have never been before. God's going to do it, and God is raising you up. Not only to be blessed, but to bless this generation. We love you. Let me just pray a blessing over you. Father, I thank you for your people. Father, may you bless them and keep you. May you make your face shine upon them. May you lift up your countenance upon your people. Show them favor. Give them peace. And I thank you for the great and mighty things you're doing in this place and amongst your people who have chosen to go all the way with you. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. God bless you. Thank you.